What does it look like to have a marriage by the book? We hear so many versions of what our current or future marriage should look like from our friends, our parents, our Instagram, our TikTok. But what would it look like to apply what God's Word says about marriage? How could the Bible transform the way we live today? Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Grace Life. Let's put our hands together and welcome all those here for the first time. We are truly grateful to see you guys today. We hope you guys have been having a great week. And uh, we are in the middle or the second week of a series entitled Marriage by the Book. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, what book is it that you're talking about? And of course, we're talking about the Bible. So we're looking at some principles, basically marriage according to the Bible. But I want you guys to know that this is more than just for married couples. I remember back what feels like years ago, because we've been married for a while now. And I remember thinking back when I was younger saying, oh man, they're doing another marriage series. I'm just going to check out for the next few weeks because there's really nothing that I can take and apply right now. Well, I want you to know whether you're not married yet, or maybe you already have been and you're divorced, or maybe you're young and it's years before you think you're going to get married. We want you to know that today our goal is to take some very practical principles and apply them to every single person here in this room and online. So don't check out today. I promise you're going to get something out of it. Why? Because these truths are universal to every single relationship. If you missed last week, you can go on our website, gracelife.church, or on our app, and you can check out part one of this series from Pastor Jimmy and Ramona. It was a great sermon. We hope that you guys will go and check that out. Now, one year ago, uh, in February of last year, my wife and I came as uh, guests here at Grace Life, and we preached in a marriage series one year ago. And now today, a year later, uh, we're both on staff here at Grace Life. We had no idea that was going to come. We just want to say we love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you for welcoming us in, our family in, not just my wife and I, but we have six other children. Uh, You guys have probably seen them running around the building, doing all sorts of different things, three boys, three girls. And uh, man, we just have loved the last six months or so that we've been here as a part of Grace Life. And and not just the staff, but as as a family, as a church family, uh, we really felt like this is our home. Uh, We were just talking about that this week, that Mm -hmm. we just felt like, man, in, in, in any of the places we've ever been, we've just felt connected quickly here. What a blessing that is. Uh, So yeah, we absolutely love it. Um, But I want to introduce to you before we go any further, this is my beautiful smoking hot wife, Lonnie Schultz. Say hello to everybody, baby. Hey. I asked him not to say it that way. Yeah. I think I've asked you every time not to say it that way. You have every time and And every every time time I keep doing it because it's true and it's like Five gold stars, you know what I'm talking about? Some brownie points in when I can, Yeah. so why not? So listen, the truth is, is I do think this woman is super beautiful, but sometimes I feel like we are speaking a different language. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm speaking English, and this beautiful woman over here is speaking Chinese. I don't speak Chinese. She doesn't speak. That would be very cool. Oh, that would be awesome. Because then I could just literally speak to you in Chinese, and you'd have no idea what I was saying. That's true. But we don't, we don't actually speak different languages. We speak no, one we speak language, language, and sometimes we feel like we are mm-hmm. not communicating. Have you ever noticed that sometimes it seems like men and women speak different languages? It feels like the guy is speaking one language, and the girl is speaking a completely mm-hmm. different language. Now, the truth is, is that men don't need words to speak at all. 
they have like a little bit, of, we have a, a, like a system of communication. Have you ever noticed like a nod with the head up? That communicates something right there. That means I don't know you, or maybe I don't know you well, but you're cool and I'm cool too, right? Like we just, you just kind of walk by somebody, just kind of nod up. You get that. Listen, guys know that. How about, how about a, a nod of the head down? Somebody walked by, kind of nodded with the head down. That means I probably don't know you, but I'm checking on you. Maybe we're cool, but maybe you're cooler than me. So it's kind of like, you know, you're looking, I'm just kind of like a little bit of a nod down. How about a nod up with sup? Like sup. I mean, I mean, come on, we do that, guys, all the time. Like it is our main form of communication. We're just like sup. That means, hey, we're cool. That's good. We're probably friends. Just saying, hey, not much more than that. Now, the one thing you never do is you never say sup with the head nod down. Like you just don't do that. You're not like sup. No, like, no man did that. That says you're an idiot. <laughs> like, you, just, you don't do that. Sup. No, it's suck, right? Or maybe it's like, yo, right? Or depending on your age, some other kind of word that you use, that might mean, hey, I wanna talk to you about something. Maybe not, but things are good, right? Or how about, hey, man? Hey, man, I say that all the time. Hey, man, that means that I see you, I'm being friendly. I may or may not wanna talk to you depending on if I have anything else to say. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine here at Grace Life, Benjamin, he's here on staff. And uh, we talk about this sometimes. You know, I like to come in in the mornings and I'll just walk like right to my office. I'll walk right to my office. I got some work to do. I got things I got to do and I'm working, working, working. And sometimes people are like, Eric, are you, are you okay? Like, are, are you mad? Are you upset? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm working, I'm focused. Uh, if I walk by Benjamin, we just kind of do like the fist bump thing, right? We'll be like, sup, fist bump. We're good. Like if I say sup, he says sup, we do the fist bump. I know everything's cool. Like we're, we, we've communicated all that we need to communicate to each other and really not using any words at all. That's how guys communicate with each other. Honey, That's do ladies communicate the same a, way? I'm getting an education right now. Yes. Um, so we don't do all that, you know. Head bobbing? We don't do the head bobbing. We don't bobble heads. Bobble head? Bobble head. Sup. Sup. So. <laughs> 30 guys are gonna be like, sup, at the end of the service. Sup. 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 I gotta work on it. The but gym, no, sup. we don't. We don't, we don't do all that. We don't need to do all that. A lot of times, us ladies, we communicate with our eyes or our eyebrows or our tone of voice. Even, I mean, like, as a mom, I can totally, like, get what I'm trying to say to my children with just a, like, just a slight raise of the eyebrow. Like, what are you doing? I don't have to speak. They know. You know, also, women, sometimes, like, we don't have to say anything. We just know. I can look at another woman, and I'm just like, up, oh, gotcha. I know exactly yeah, that, that's scary for a guy, right? Like, you just know there's something going on in the room. You know, but you don't know. You know what I mean? You're just like, that's spooky. <laughs> it's a superpower. It is. Can't help it. I'm awesome. So, uh, but the preferred method of communication is words. Now, I can be walking through Target, and I say Target because I love Target, and I get tr in trouble at Target, and I just, I can't stay away. And so... I can go to Target and I can see another lady and I can just be like, hey, how's it going? Oh man, those are some great shoes. And she's like, oh man, I, I mean, I love your outfit. And where'd you get, oh, it's on sale. I got it over here. And oh man, you would, I just can't. And we should just go on and on and on and on. And meanwhile, he has now left me and I've been abandoned yeah. and he's gone somewhere else. I've like walked to like the motor oil or something. I'm just like staring. <laughs> the motor oil, that's. Yeah. Motor oil? I don't know. That's more interesting. Motor oil. It depends. I mean, it depends what y'all are talking about. Shoes? Probably no. motor oil. <laughs> motor oil is not more interesting than shoes. But I'll be like, honey, who is it that you were even talking to? Like, who is that? I don't know. 
I mean, like, I can strike up a conversation with a perfect stranger, and I can start commenting on shoes or, hey, what do you think about these shoes? Or, you know, it doesn't matter. I, know. I can't remember the last time that, I really can't. I can't remember the last time that I had a conversation with another dude in a grocery store or in an apartment store for 15 minutes. Like, I'm in there to, <laughs> to get something, to buy something, right? No, so I, I'm in there. I remember. I remember once, one time, and the reason I remember this one time that he did stop and gab on was because I was in very active labor with our fourth child, yeah. and he happened to be like, oh, let's stop by Target. He didn't talk like that, but um, we, <laughs> voice didn't just didn't go up like that. I don't know why I did that. Right Target. Yeah. So, you know, we're walking through Target, and I'm just breathing heavily through these contractions, and he said, he, we did not even know that gentleman, and you are just. I didn't know him. I think visiting. I, I think I saw him one time before. Like, pull up a chair. Yeah. We're going to just Listen, I know out. the hospital beds are super uncomfortable. I was doing it for you, baby. I didn't want you to have to sit in that bed any longer than you had to. False. So. It's true. We're going to move on it's and leave true. that there. I almost had the baby in Target. Been it target. is. We target made it to the hospital. We with did like make it. 15 minutes yeah, to spare. Yeah, it was not. It was crazy. Was that the same day I was like, can we grab coffee on the way? That's a different That's child. Ridiculous. Again, in labor. And he was like. So do I have time to like swing in and get a cup of coffee? No. It was early no. in the morning. It was early in the morning. No, y'all. you don't. Another. <laughs> hey, I'm, I think I'm in labor. I gotta get a shower. I'll be right back. It's terrible. Anyway, we got story after story, I know. but we'll wait. All right. But what really drives the way that we communicate yeah. is something far deeper than our upbringing. It's deeper than how we use words or if we use words at all. It's something that's buried in the fabric of how we're made, how men are made, how women are made, how we're, how we're knit together. Women, we want to be loved. And really at that deepest level, we want to be cherished. Where men, they want or even crave to be respected. And you can see that in how we communicate. Women use words to convey love or kindness or encouragement. We use words to let people in. And ladies, let's be honest, if we don't like you, we use words to cut you or just cut you out completely. Like, yeah. you're dead. Yeah, like a tree. They like cut you down. It's like timber. <laughs> oh. So I brought something. Easy. If you know, you know. <laughs> If Easy. you know, you know. If you don't know, you're going to find Put out. Put that down. You're going to find out. <laughs> you're going to find I'll wait. I will wait. But it's there. Just letting you know. It's there. I'm trauma. It's not trauma. <laughs> I will explain in a minute. It is not trauma anymore. So, moving on. Men's communication. It's all built around giving or not giving respect. Today, we are going to read from Ephesians. And we're going to be in chapter 5. Verse 22 through 33. So it's a little lengthy. Just hang in there with me and we'll get through it. So, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Pause. So, once upon a time, I was the lady that sits there, and as soon as you start reading something like this, I get, like, uneasy in my chair. And he'll, you know, and he was the guy that would be like, <laughs> are you reading this? And I would just be like, eh, I have this aversion to the word submit, especially when it, it was in the context of marriage. 
If you find yourself getting a little uneasy in your seat as we read this, I would encourage you to just go back to last week's message. Pastor Jimmy and Ramona spoke so fantastically on the true meaning of what biblical submission looks like. And a lot of times we get that, mis it's misunderstood. And so if, if you haven't heard that message, I would really encourage you to go back and take a listen because they do a fabulous job. But today we're going to continue on. So 25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a powerful statement that the writer here of Ephesians just made. I mean, you think about it, husbands love your wives, how? Just as mm. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. How did Jesus actually do that? How did Christ actually give himself up for the church? Well, we know that God sent his son, right, to the earth to live a perfect life for us. And not only at the end of his perfect life, but he had to die an excruciating death on the cross, not for sins he committed, but for sins we committed. So what exactly did Jesus do? What is Paul saying here to the church of Ephesus? What is he saying that they're supposed to do? They're supposed to love their wives just as Christ loved the church. Christ knew that there was nothing he was going to receive back from the church. Right. He did it knowing that there was nothing that we could give back to him. That's what Paul is telling us here. Guys, husbands, we're supposed to love our wives completely, wholly, totally, not expecting anything to come back in return. In fact, Jesus knew while he was doing it that he would never receive anything in return. So we're supposed to love our wives just as Christ loved the church, knowing I mean, maybe we get something back in return and some love and <laughs> respect, right? Of course. But maybe we don't get anything back. So that is what Paul is telling us as husbands, right. to love expecting nothing back and continually love and love and love our wives. That's great. It's, That's a, great, a, it's a great picture, picture of, love. of love. Yes, it is. It is. And it goes on to say, in this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. You know, we could preach a whole sermon just on this, but today we're going to spend the rest of our time here on this last verse, verse 33. It says, however... Each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Yeah, so please notice what is being said here. Verse 33 is the summary statement. It's what brings this whole set of verses together. It says, husbands, love your wives, and wives, respect your husbands. But maybe more importantly, what we need to notice is what is not being said here. Husbands, respect your wives. That is not being said. Or wives, love your husbands. That is not being said either. Why? Why doesn't he say that? Because men naturally give respect and women naturally give love. It's true. And so a little backstory again. If you were not here last year, you can, I'm sure you can find um, this story 
on the internet somewhere because it's out there now. And so um, we talked about how in the first five years of our marriage, we really did struggle with this concept. We were, no one ever sat us down and said, hey, let me, let me teach you a little something, and though we wish they had. Um, but we really did struggle in this department specifically. And so I'm going to tell you a little story of why this is here with me today. We were at Applebee's. And now we loved Applebee's. Yeah. It's a and great date it, night. It was a great the date Bourbon night. Bourbon Street steak and Oreo shake, whipped cream on top too. Fancy like. Yeah. So it's a great song. We're fancy like Applebee's. It's a great song. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> so we're out at Applebee's having a very unpleasant time because all of our times were unpleasant back in the day. And we're sitting there and we're having this interaction of it was unloving talk and very disrespectful talk. And, and this guy decides. As we're having this exchange, it's a good idea at this point. He's thinking, oh, let me try some of my wife's whatever. And so he reaches his hand out across the table towards my food. And now I don't like sharing food anyway, let alone in in an unpleasant environment. And so I'm sitting there eating, and here comes this hand. And so, of course, I just kind of look up and just pow. Man, I'm telling you, man, it drew blood. It was not good. I had trauma, 17 was, surgeries. That was not, that's not true. Six pins later, I can finally hold a pencil. That's not true. That is why we only have spoons in the Schultz home. No. I can't even see a fork. It's just too, oh, man. Oh, spoons only. So if you come over spoon to dinner. Spoon only. You know, we'll, we'll hand you a steak and a spoon. You ever try to eat spaghetti with a spoon? I mean, it's like it <laughs> no, that is not true. We moved on. Life passed the fork. It's we true. have. We've survived. But that is the story of the fork. And that's just, uh, you know, one of the many stories that we have. We go on. We got cookie sheet stories. We got, we got some stuff. But we'll save those for we're going to save those maybe next year. So, um, but that is something that, that couples do find themselves in a place. And I'm hoping you're not stabbing each other with forks because that's a whole different level. But we do struggle with this, this yeah. thing of love and respect. Right. And here's the key. Why does it happen? Because we tend to give what we want, but we need to learn to give what they need. So we give what we want. Men want respect. I want respect. So what do I give? I give her respect. But she wants love, so what does she give? She gives me love, and we end up missing each other. That's why sometimes it feels like men and women are speaking two different right. languages because we're giving what we want, mm-hmm. and we go round and round and round. Ladies, you want love, so you tend to give it. Guys, you want respect. So that's what we tend to give. The result is that guys are going around respecting the females in their lives, and the ladies are going around loving the males in their lives, and we wind up missing each other. And listen, just so we don't overstate it, yes, men do need to respect the women in their lives, Mm -hmm. of course, and women need to love the men in their lives. But the deepest drive in a man is his desire to be respected. And the deepest desire in a man or in a woman is her desire to feel loved. So if we're gonna make headway in our relationship with those of the opposite sex, we're gonna have to learn to give them what they need, not what we need. Yeah, it's true. And honestly, like, so we have six kids, right? We got three boys, we have three girls. And so from a very young age, you can even see this, how it's, it's, it's put together in men and women at a very young age. So our young men will come in and then like attack dad and, and dad will attack back and they'll go into this big, you know, WWE type scenario in like the smallest so space fun. of the home yeah. that, that you can find or maybe the space that I'm just trying to like sip coffee and then like, 
But they come in and it's like they want to earn this badge of honor. They want to they earn the respect of one another. And it's like this big. Yeah, I mean, when you beat dad, you know, I mean, when you wrestle dad yeah. down to the ground and you beat him, it's like, yeah, I did it, finally. It doesn't That's never going to happen yet. with no. the boy. Like, ain't, ain't, no. the boys aren't. I think, no. I think you would grab a fork I'd before. Cheat. I'd yeah, cheat. he'd cheat no, before you, you let, let that happen. Beat you. He'd cheat. you got to wrestle him down. Anyway, so the girls, different, very yes. different. The other day, our younger girls, they came running in and they jumped on dad. Yeah. And dad got in like his ready position to like body go slam mode. him, you know, like go mode, like ah. And they come in and immediately they tackle him. And they're like, we love you, daddy. And they start giving kisses. And they're like, tickle, tickle, da. And he was like, oh, misread that one. <laughs> um, you know, and so. Like, he, daddy, we want to give you kisses. Right, right. Like, and oh, okay. it's He's a hug there. fest yeah. instead of like, you know. And so he just like, oh, ladies, you're so cute. Oh, little girls, you know. It's so true. you can see it. You can see it from young ages that we are just, we are very, very different in yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So what we want to do uh, here for the next few minutes is we want to give you some practical steps, some tips on how to actually, for guys to show love to women and how women can show respect to men. This is what we wish that we would have known 21 <laughs> years ago when we first got married and, and we wouldn't have to be telling a fork story. Right. Uh, and, and I wouldn't have had to have all those surgeries oh, and everything. Yeah, so it just kind of rolls off the tongue. I know, there, you're you know? Right. I mean, it's like, oh, You're all right, man. I promise. Yeah. All right, so here's what I wanna do. I wanna give you some ways in which how you, or how you can love a woman. The first way that I wanna talk about is through your speech. There's a couple different elements to speech. There's words and there's tone. Mm -hmm. So you wanna use words that communicate love. So mm -hmm. you wanna use love words. You can start with something as simple as, I love you. That's, That's a, a good one. If you're, not, if you're not already using that one, start yeah. to use that one, guys. It's it a good one. It helps. Start, it helps. You can actually go a little bit further. Maybe you get home from work, you can say something like this, honey, I love you. It's been a great day at work. I cannot wait to go on a date with you because I love you and want to spend time with okay. you. First of all, I mean, that's all great words. Those are love I love words. the words. The tone has to like change because yes. if you came home and you started speaking to me like that, like I'd be robot. like. Like a robot. Don't say it like a robot. Wow, that's, you're <laughs> scaring me here. Don't say that. Right. That's why, because there's words. Well, second thing, there's tone. Maybe you've been at work all day. Maybe your wife has beat you home, or maybe you're there first, or maybe she's been at home, depending on what she does. And you're not, here's the key, you're not talking to your employees, guys, or you're Ooh. not talking to your employer. You're not talking to your buddies at work. You're talking to your wife. Yes, remember, because there's been a couple days. Yes. There's been a couple days, especially, you know, in the beginning where he'd come oh, yeah. home, and so as, and he, he was an employer, and so there are certain tasks that he assigns his guys and his crews at work, and so yeah. he'd come home, little, 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 insight. I'm not as organized as he is, and I've come to that realization, and I'm okay to admit it now. But back in the day, he'd come up and say, oh, um, he'd come in and just very, very task-oriented, oh, that needs to be done, that needs to be done, hey, not hello, not how are you, nothing of what uh, he said, and, and I would just look at him and be like, I am not one of your employees. Yeah. And so it's very true. You, I mean, that is a thing. Absolutely. I mean, you've been at work or whatever you've been doing all day long, and it's very easy to just translate that when you get home to be in that it same is. mode. It is. To be in the same you, mode. You use the same words you would at work. You use the same tone you would at work, and that doesn't work with your wife. No. Because you need to communicate love words to her. Why? Because God says to love our wives, so we want to communicate that. So there's words, there's speech, but there's also actions. When you think about the actions that you communicate to your wife or to a woman, think tenderness. Mm -hmm. The key word here, she already used it once, would be cherish. 
Think about a moment when a new mom brings a brand new baby onto the scene to a group of people. And that group of people come around her and maybe there's a, a couples there and some different folks and maybe it's time for her to you know, give the baby off to somebody. Maybe she's gonna use the restroom or she's gonna take a few minutes to herself and she looks around at who she's gonna pass her brand new baby off to, maybe for one of the first times in this group of friends. You know who doesn't usually get it are all the guys in the circle. <laughs> Never once did you see, or probably unless the dad is there, did, did the lady say, okay, I'm going to look for all the guys in the room, and I'm going to pass it off to one of the guys. What do the guys do? They kind of just quietly, nonchalantly, automatically kind of just take a step back. All right. the ladies take a step forward, and they're like, we want to hold that baby. Have you ever seen it when finally maybe the baby gets held by a couple folks, and now it is time for a guy's turn? The guy's like, he kind of holds his hands out. He don't know what to do. <laughs> He's just like, uh, put the baby in my hand. Like, doesn't know where the head goes this way. Do you hold the bottom? How long do you hold the head up? Do you hold the baby this way? Do you hold it flat? The we, we don't bobbing. know. The head's Careful. bobbing around. Like, we don't know what to do. Why? Because we don't naturally cherish. We don't naturally love. So when we think about our wives, we have to think about what it would be like if we are going to hold a baby. We got to, not that she's a baby, right. but it's that same aspect. We want to cherish her. We want to protect You've her. You've got to be gentle. Now, Absolutely. I mean, thinking about babies, like I remember when we became parents for the first time and I, you know, he would start to hold this baby and, and it was very awkward at first and then you get more comfortable and then a little more comfortable and then too comfortable. Oh. Because what happened is. my stories today. So like the baby's Man. still like got to hold the head because the head's like, you know, he can't. He can't hold right. his head up because no muscles there yet. And so you got to be very, very gentle. And he's thinking like, oh, I'm going to be the best dad ever. And, and I'm going to be the dad that like tosses his kid up in the air and catches Listen. him Listen. at three weeks old. And so there goes the baby. And I just am like, you're done. Give me that baby back. We done. won't tell you which baby that was. I already told him. It's the first baby. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My kids are here. <laughs> <laughs> they know now. Right, they know. They know. Oh. they know. they know what's wrong with the first he grew child. Up. <laughs> I'm sorry. He grew up healthy and happy, I promise. He's yeah, good. Yeah, a couple He's more good. bumps and bruises. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah on your watch. So listen, think tenderness, think cherish her. You got to learn her. What actions tell your wife specifically that I love you to her? Mm -hmm. So... At night, when we're getting ready to go to bed, usually the kids are in bed first and we'll stay up for a few more minutes, maybe watching a little bit of TV or reading a book or something like that. And so Lonnie kind of has this routine and I know it. She'll be on the couch and she kind of does this, ah, she does a yawn. Do and she'll kind of like, do stretch that. her arm out. I don't do that. I'm going to record it. We're going to see. And so, and so she does this thing and she's like, oh, I'm getting ready. I'm going to go to bed. About five minutes later, she's going to stand up and she's going to walk to the steps. And I'm going to look around, and I'm going to see that the lights are all on, the dog needs to go out to go to the bathroom, the when I'm food tired, needs I'm tired. to be put away, the house needs to be vacuumed, oh, the laundry needs to be here done. Here it is. <laughs> here it is. All the things. All the things. Here it comes. All these things need to be done. And two more things. Her phone charger, because the kids have stolen. Anybody else steal yes. your phone? Your kids steal yes. your phone charger? They steal the phone charger. Mine and mine alone. Yeah. They don't steal my phone charger. I'm like, respect, right? Like, you don't, you don't steal dad's phone charger. This love, I respect. Right, like, I guess I'm too phone loving. charger now. But the kids will take her phone charger. Every time. So she likes her phone charger, and she likes a cup of water every night when she goes to sleep. I know that. So <laughs> almost every night, she heads off to the steps, and she hasn't gotten her phone charger and water. And I I'm forget. thinking to myself, you forget. 
I remember. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab her phone, charger, and water, close up the house, whatever, a few things that we might have to do. Close up the house, turn off the lights, put the phone charger, put the water there by her bed, and boom, I know that's what she yes, wants. It's, it's true. Right it does communicate love. I love that. I'm like, oh, simple. I forgot. It is so simple, and I keep forgetting it. And it's really but I have to learn that. But you I have do. to know that. And then there it's are nights when we both everybody. forget. We do. And then I'm like, hey. <laughs> I We're in I bed. Forgot. We're both in bed now. I and hey. she's like, hey. I forgot my phone charger. My, but my phone will be dead by morning. Sometimes I get up. Sometimes, sometimes I don't. Do. I'll just be sometimes I'm like, like hey, I don't want to get up. Here, just use my charger. Actually, that's what I do. I'm like, here, take my phone charger. I'll charge mine tomorrow. Don't right. worry about it. Yeah. No, but that does. Yeah, I'll be like, did the kids bring up any cups of water? I'll go into their room. Like, here, Ew, no. take Avery's cup of water. <laughs> it can't just be any cup of water. All right. So that's actions, but there's also, uh, touch is also an action. So ladies receive love through touch a little bit differently than the way that men do. Here, I'm going to keep it PG. Okay. Don't worry. But... <laughs> Listen, when you think about women and you think about your wife and how they receive love, you have to think non-sexual touch. You have to think that. Yeah. Which, how does a woman receive love? Well, she wants you to hold her hand with no strings attached. <laughs> she wants you to hold her during the movie. Yes. No <laughs> strings attached. Listen. A back rub. God. A back rub. Yes. Like a, that's all I want. Like just the back. Just the back. Yes. With no strings attached. Look. Just the bat, and I don't want one of these. <laughs> like, he's the king of that kind of bat. I don't want a listen, back pat. A back pat. That's what we're going to call it, a no. back pat. Yes. They're like, listen, is this a back, a back rub, pat. or is this like a back pat yes. situation? All right, listen. You just know, non-sexual <laughs> touch, that is what ladies it's true. Honestly, are looking for. It is true, because you know what will end up happening, or it can happen, is that if the only time the husband comes in to physically touch her, right. and it's only with strings attached, right. then she can, she can start to feel like used, or that's the only right. time that, that he would like to touch her is, is in that way. So that is, right. that's, 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 that's Absolutely. That's you want to cuddle thing. with your wife, be with her, spend time touching her, even a kiss or a hug mm -hmm. or whatever, all those things um, with not expecting anything else, right? Right. Those other times will come, but it can't be every time. The only reason that a right. husband reaches for his wife, exactly. 100%. Also, another way to show love is with the eyes. Now, listen, if you haven't heard anything else, write this down, guys. <laughs> Women are natural readers of people. Think about your nonverbals. Think about what it is you're communicating with your body. You have to ask yourself, what does my face say? We're watching. They will see. They are watching. We're watching. They see you from the other room. They'll ask you a question, and they see your face. It doesn't matter. Now, words and tone, you think you got away. You didn't get away with no. it. They saw your face. No. All of a sudden, boom, it's like it's they're on. ninjas. They it's see on. us. Because it's crazy. It happens. So what happens is, like, I will start to bear the deepest parts of my soul. And all of a sudden you see this like glazed look come across his face and I'll stop. He's still stone cold because he hasn't noticed that something's happened. And I will turn and I'll say, are you even listening? Huh? What? Is she saying something? And then, yes. And then Honey, what happens? And he's listening. like, of course I was listening. And I was like, what did I just say? And that's not fair. That's not a fair question at all. I hate that question. I was question. like, what did I just say? And then he'll say something like, no, that ain't it. I didn't just say, no, what I say before that. 
And so then, and a lot, honestly, like, it's been, it's been a few years now we've been married, and so his guesses are getting really, really good. Oh, yeah. And so, like, on occasion, he'll still slip up, and I'm like, you aren't listening. We're done with this conversation. No, and then a couple other ones, like, he'll guess, and if he guesses close enough, I'll be like, close enough. Let's continue. What it is, I'm just learning how to love her better, and I'm just listening better and better and better. That is true. I am actually you listening. You are actually and listening better. better and better. I'm a much more been, active listener today are. than I was 20 and years ago. And sometimes I'll just be like, listen, I'm just going to clear you. Like, I'm about to say something you're going to really need to listen to. Yes, I appreciate that. Like, something that actually really in. helps between us, maybe just a little tip, is like, if she feels like I'm not listening, she'll just reach over yeah. and like grab just my like, arm. One of these. And it's just like, it just focuses me right it's back. Like, you know, sometimes hey. it's just, I'm is thinking it, about stuff. Yeah, it's a non sexual touch, though. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Hey, That's he's like, true. yes, nope. No, no. I was true. just wanting to tell you dinner was ready. Yeah. All right, all right. It's true. We're good. So, you know. All right. So those are some ways in which men can show love to a woman. How are some ways that woman or a wife can show respect to her husband? Respect. Yeah. Don't make nope. me sing it. Nope. Aretha Sprinkler. I'm scared every time he says the word respect because he, like, starts to sing. I want to get and him and dance. So my it. husband is not naturally gifted no. with the vocals. <laughs> and so I'm always like, don't do it. Yeah. So, no. Do it. Oh, no. I hear some encouragement. No. I hear some encouragement. I can't do it. Whoa, whoa. Nope. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You got to come home with me. All right, yes. All right, yes. Unless somebody Find else wants to. Oh, man, I feel it bubbling up. Don't. Keep it down. <laughs> Put it back right down right, in there. so low. So low that nobody can That's hear right. me, right? That's it's what like, we like. Oh, no. All right. That's so, a dad joke. Dad joke for the day. There it is. All right, All right honey. Let's do it. Go Here we go. It. All right, ladies. With our speech, when we have something to say, can we say it in a way that communicates respect? And with me, can I say it in a way that I can strip the sarcasm out? Because I am naturally sarcastic 100% of the time. So... <laughs> I have to be, okay, if it's serious, I need, to, I need to make sure that I'm communicating with him in a respectful way. My tone. I have six kids. We've, we've mentioned that. And with those six kids, I am, I am parenting them all day, every day. And things come out of a mom's mouth that you would think, that should never, that should ne I, I should never have to say these things. And so your tone is naturally just, you know, you're correcting and correcting and correcting. And when, when my husband comes home, my tone must change. I can't speak to him like he's the seventh child because you're not the seventh child and I don't, wa I don't want not you to be the, the seventh time. child. Um, and nobody got time for that. So I can't talk to you like you're right. a child. And let me tell you, and a few times I've done that, just I'm not even thinking about it, and it just doesn't go over well. It's, it's, you feel disrespected when I do that. Yeah. So uh, we have to watch our tone as well, and we have to, you know, can I communicate in a way that is showing respect? Our actions. We need to treat him like he is a very important person because he is. God has placed us together. He has he's brought us together he's, it's for a purpose, and he is important. God thought he was important enough to put with me and, and vice versa. I need to also see him as a very important person because he's my husband. He is important. I have to learn him. Just like he's learned me and my weird little quirks, I have to take the time to learn what communicates respect to him. And so take the time, watch how, and again, watch how they interact with you. Watch how they respond to certain little acts of service. Um, approach him like you value his insight and his input. 
Because when we sit there and, we're, and he's speaking and we're just waiting for his idea to be finished so that we can say, that's fabulous. Let's go with my idea. Um, that doesn't communicate that we are valuing his input and his insight. We need to value his input because he's got some stuff to say. All right, so physical touch. So just like, you know, I mean, reach for him. Reach for him. You know, sit on his lap. Put your head on his shoulder. I mean, you like that stuff. And, and sometimes, I mean, he makes a point to say, even in passing, if I hold his hand or I, you know, grab onto his arm while we're walking, he'll make a point to say, like, oh, I like that, you know. And so just pay, you know, we got to pay attention. Treat him like he is your protector because he is which is why I allow him to lock up every single night yeah. because he's my protector. I get it now. You're welcome. Thank you. And yes. so that is why. I feel so respected. Yes. <laughs> and I feel so protected. Ha, ha. Uh, wow. Okay. So, yes, eyes. Our eyes speak volumes. We talked about that. We need to let an attitude of respect govern our hearts because whatever's in our heart is going to naturally come out of our face. So the same thing applies. We need to watch what our face is doing when we're interacting with our spouse. So if I'm listening to you speak, tell me this amazing idea, well, at least you think it's an amazing idea, and yeah. my face is looking like this is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. Like, are, like so dumb. If my face is saying that, He's going to shut down, probably stop talking, yeah, or say something that's in response to what right. I, my probably face is saying. Unloving. Probably something unloving. Probably something unloving. And so we have to pay attention to what our face is saying because right. our face communicates things. You know, and we're talking about marriage here, but also when it comes to just some of these basic principles, this can transfer into the relationships that we have with people at work, with our family members, with our friends, with people on our teams. They're, they're still, right, they're made up of men and women, and we are designed differently. So when we are leading, so ladies, okay, I'll talk to you first. When we're leading, and we're, uh, whether it's at work, whether it's on a team, and we are leading men specifically that are on our teams, we need to address them and speak to them with respect because that's how they're wired to receive. And if the, in the moment that you start disre being disrespectful and they feel disrespected, especially if it's in public in front of others, you're gonna lose them. And, and guys, when you're interacting and leading women, we need to be dealt with in a little bit more of a tender way than you would your pal from the office next door. Right. So even when we're joking, I, I mean, I fall into this one. I'll start joking, and there goes that sarcasm again, and I will cross a line where the, the person, the man, will feel disrespected, and I will immediately see it. And I, so I need to be careful, even in my jokes, that I'm not crossing a line into disrespect. And the same for men. If you're joking, I mean, it could be very an innocent joke, but if it's too harsh or it's too coarse um, with, with women, it, it, it doesn't transfer well. Right. So we just, we just need to be careful there. Absolutely. So what happens if we don't communicate love to the ladies that are in our lives or we fail to communicate respect to the men in our lives? Well, Dr. Emerson Egricks, in his writing on love and respect, calls it the crazy cycle. Mm. He's written a book on love and respect, and he also has written on it extensively in his blog. Lonnie's going to read you a short excerpt from one of his blogs. It says, at the end of the day, in most marriages, he has a felt need for respect because he is assured of her love, and he experiences her natural tendency to show disrespect when she feels unloved. On the other hand, she has a felt need for love because she is not assured of his love since he does not love naturally. 
and he is naturally unloving when feeling disrespected. Thus, the crazy cycle. Without love, she reacts without respect, and without respect, he reacts without love. Right, so in essence, when you boil that down, when she feels unloved, she tends toward being disrespectful. When he feels disrespected, he tends toward being unloving. Mm -hmm. And the more she feels unloved, the more disrespectful she becomes. The more disrespectful she becomes, the less loving he becomes. And on and on and on and on. It is called the crazy cycle. It's true, and it, and it is crazy. We, we've been there. Um, one thing, practically, just to kind of throw out there, if, if there's a moment where, women, you feel unloved, one question you can ask yourselves is, have I done something to show or communicate disrespect to my husband? And vice versa. Men, if you're feeling disrespected, one of the questions you can ask yourself is, is there something that I'm doing that is not communicating my love for my wife? And so that's just a practical way that you can kind of self-reflect and maybe self-assess if, if you feel like you're in the crazy cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because the deepest drive in a man is his desire to be respected. And the deepest drive in a woman is her desire to feel loved. Now, the truth is, in a large room like this and people joining us online, some of you are in this place right now. You just are. You're here. You're in that cycle. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the wife is, is being disrespectful and the, the husband is being unloving and it's feeding that cycle. And it's going again and again and again. We can speak to that and we know what that's like because we lived there for five mm -hmm. years. I mean, it was, it was hard. It was what? difficult. It was a cycle that never stopped. It just went and it went and it went. Listen, the only way to break the cycle is to break the cycle. It's the only way. Someone has to decide that they're going to show love or show respect, not knowing if they're going to get the other in return. Right. You just have to. Now, because I'm a husband, because I am a guy, and I read what Paul writes to us, what, what God writes to us in the word as husbands, I think that guy should step up and do it first. I think that leaders do the right thing first. That's what I think. And I think that because we know we can break the cycle by showing love to our wives, even if we don't get respect back, we should break the cycle. Why? Because God tells us we should do that. You might be thinking, oh man, that sounds awful stereotypical. This stereotype is true because the Bible tells us that it is. Guys are supposed to show love to their wives. We're half, we have to be told that because we don't naturally operate that way. And the opposite is right. true for respect from wives to husbands. Now, the truth is, the longer that you've been in the crazy cycle, the longer it might take to break. It just takes some time. Mm -hmm. Now, God can show up in a moment and he can change things that fast. In many ways, that's what happened in our marriage. God showed up in a big way. But it can take a little while to reverse the trend. But you, by God's grace, can reverse it. How do you do it? Well, first you gotta go to God in prayer. You gotta ask him to help you. It can be difficult to take that first step because you're gonna be showing, if you're a guy, you're gonna be showing love to your wife while you might be feeling disrespect from her. Right. That is hard. It's hard because it goes against our natural wiring. It's hard to make that first step, but God calls us to it. I know that if you're in the middle of that right now, you don't want to live there anymore because it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Every day feels longer than what it should. It's tough. You might be able to hide it too. Maybe you're sitting around people right now that don't even know 
that you're going through. But when you walk through the doors of your own home and the privacy of your home, you know what your marriage is really like. Right. I want you to know that that is not the marriage that God has intended you to have. There is a better way. There is freedom. There is a thriving, amazing marriage that you truly can have. How do I know that? Because that was us, yes. and now today we really do have it. Are we perfect? No. Do we still fight or have things we have disagreements on, we have to work out? Of course we do. Mm -hmm. But we don't live here anymore. No. We really don't. And you don't have to either. You can find freedom and happiness with the spouse that you are sitting next to right now. You can't. Tons of people have walked in my office as a pastor and told me all sorts of like hard stories that they're in the middle of. I want you to know, and I don't have time to get into it any deeper right now, I have not heard a story ever, and I've heard some hard things. I have never heard a story that was harder than ours, ever. You can fill in all the gaps however you want. <laughs> I've never heard a story that's harder than ours. And today we sit here healthy and happy in a life thriving in our marriage. You can too. Don't walk away. Plug in. Get connected. Meet with a pastor. Get with a counselor. I promise you, you can see better days. If we can, you can. That's right. I'm telling you, it's possible. What we want to do in the last few minutes is we just want to pray for you. We want to pray that what we found in our marriage, that you guys can too. If you're divorced, you can get married again and find it. If you're not married yet, that when you do get married, it's yours from the very beginning. Yes. So let us pray for you. Father, we come before you today. God, we just thank you for every single person in this room, every single person joining us online. God, I thank you that you've given us this institution, this relationship of marriage, Father. Lord, it can be the best thing on the planet or it can be the worst. So Lord, I pray that it doesn't feel like it's the worst, but it feels like it's the best. That happens when we put ourselves in, in having a marriage the way that the Bible lays out. So God, I pray, Lord, that you would just have that spark happen in every marriage right now that needs it, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and you would do a work only that you can do. I pray that every marriage would thrive, that they'd be excited to get home, to spend time together, to work out issues, but truly have a loving, happy marriage that can come in you. Now, as we continue to pray, you might be thinking back to the time where we talked about Jesus coming. Jesus came and he lived a perfect life on this earth and he died a death that wasn't for anything that he did wrong, but for things that we did wrong. It's called sin. And so right now, we have a moment. We can make Jesus our king. We can grab a hold of what he came to give us, which is freedom in him, a new life, and having life eternal. If that's something that you're not sure that you have, but you know that you want it, I'm gonna say a prayer. And I'm gonna ask you just to repeat after me, just under your breath. It's the best prayer you could ever make. Just repeat this after me. Dear God, I come before you today and I lay my life down. I want what I don't have. And I know that only you can give it to me. I am a sinner. I've done things that are wrong. Please forgive me and help me to have a new life in you. I believe that better days are yet ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, guys. Let's put our hands together and celebrate with those that are making that decision.